You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. India's love for gold is well known. Our parents and grandparents have been buying it since ages as an investment. They tell us to do the same. But today's podcast is not about gold investment. It is about gold loan. See, often it happens that we face a liquidity crunch. Now, what do we do then? People tend to resort to fintech companies giving quick loans or at best personal loan by banks. But these loans come at a higher interest rate. They should probably consider gold loans. Hello, I'm Aprajita from Mint Money and you are listening to Why Not Mint Money podcast. I have with me Umesh Mohanan. He is executive full-time director of Indel Mini and NBFC. He will tell us all about gold loans. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Welcome Umesh. Hi Aparajita, thank you very much. Glad to have you here. I'll start with my first question. We yep. do see some taboo about pledging gold that Sona Girvi Raddiya. It's a big deal in India. What do you think? Please address this taboo and tell us the role of gold loan in bridging short-term liquidity needs. Uh, firstly, to begin with the Parajita, I think uh, that taboo has uh, quite vanished from the society. Because if you see like gold loan is like one of the options, it's, it's a lifestyle option. So it's the second, third or fourth option in a tier 2 and tier 3 center. But when you compare the tier 1 centers, it might be 13th or 14th option. So it's very simple when when a, a rural or a semi-urban household thinks about their child's college fees or education fees or house renovation or their workplace enhancement or business enhancement. Always gold loan comes as an option very much because... Um, it supersedes a lot of credit parameters set by the uh, current regulatory networks because um, the underwriting does not take place on the customer, whereas the underwriting takes place on the ornament itself. So this is an acceptable option now and it has evolved a lot from being taboo a couple of years before. Okay. And uh, it, is it mostly meant for short-term liquidity needs or do people go for maybe if they need money, a good amount of money, then also they pledge gold. So basically what uh, we have seen is that uh, everybody comes with a mindset. I mean, majority of them come with a mindset of a pledge with an anticipation of releasing it within 30 days or 45 days. But here in this market, uh, we were the first ones to come with the 12 months scheme. And uh, in, to speak about our schemes, we only start from 12 months. We go all the way to 18 months, 24 months and 36 months. That means two years and three years. What we tell our customers, incoming customers is that uh, whether you need it for 10 days, 15 days, 25 days, 30 days, take our one year scheme and close it whenever you want it and pay only the interest for the number of days you have utilized it. And uh, there are no pre-closure charges or there are no other hidden charges onto it. By this uh, product, what we what we focus and what we envisage is that we are giving a fallback for the customer. So, in mm-hmm. case he's not able to pay back uh, the interest and principal on the shorter period schemes, which he might opt from our competitors, as our competitors are mainly invested with three months, six months, or nine months, 
So the tendency of the whole uh, pledging community is to go for the three-month scheme since they have that 30 days or 40 days in their mindset. So mm-hmm. you'll be forced to come up with the principal and interest payment towards the end of the third month and automatically his ornament moves for an auction. But here we give him a fallback mechanism by uh, holding on to his gold and uh, taking it up to the end of the tenure, maybe 12 months or 18 months, whatever scheme he has opted. Usually people take loan for their short-term liquidity needs or do you have you been observing that people do opt for long-term liquidity crunch also through gold loans? So, majority of the people actually come in for gold loans for their short-term liquidity needs. And uh, there is a new class of people which have evolved, which is going for a longer tenure gold loan schemes, which is basically like the startup MSME groups. When I mean the startup MSMEs, uh, it's like the engineering shop or the cycle shop or the corner shop, anything like that, where they it's their startup for them and uh, they opt into the gold loans for a longer tenure is two years and three years and by the maturity of that tenure they graduate themselves into the banking sector so that is another new class of people being formed mm-hmm. otherwise majority of them stick to the short-term requirements okay and what is the interest rate uh, structure usually uh, when it comes to you talked about startup msme so interest rates there so and you, when it comes to the, the interest rates uh, prevailing in the market is somewhere between 9.5 percentage up to 18 percentage for the startup MSMEs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if people approach banks, then what is the interest rate structure? What is happening these days for the startup MSMEs is that although there are a lot of uh, schemes available as an initiative but again the uh, framework and structure of the credit parameters are being structured in such a manner that it is not accessible to everybody so those mm-hmm. number of uh, the group of people who has got less access or rather has been denied mm-hmm. an access due to the parameters uh, they resort to the long tenure gold loans where they would mature themselves into a banking cycle and then upgrade their business into the banking sector at a later stage. Hmm. Okay. And if uh, maybe talking about millennials, so people living in metro cities or even in tier two cities at best, if they are to apply for gold loan, then what is the process and what are some important things to keep in mind uh, when they are doing it online? Because there are chances of landing on fraud website also. So, what to keep in mind when somebody wants loan against gold? Uh, opting for an online gold loan, it is always good to opt for with an organization who has got a network which is available and visible, specifically a brick and mortar setup, so that uh, you shall be aware that where your gold vests, and in case you need to do an emergency release of your ornament, you can go to that particular location to get the release done. So. It's, it's always good to have your gold loan lodged, your own online gold loan lodged with a hybrid company which has got a brick and mortar setup along with its online uh, platform. Hmm. And uh, I believe uh, the process is entirely digital or maybe for valuing the gold, some physical setup is required, probably visiting nearby branch offices. Uh, What happens is that the online gold loan, the branches virtually go to the doorsteps of the people. So the valuation of the gold loan actually takes place at your doorsteps. 
and uh, the uh, electronic onboarding of the customer also takes place at the doorstep uh, and in the, after all the process has been done the confirmations have been taken through emails and otp confirmations and uh, then post the transfer of the loan amount to the uh, customer's account the uh, particular virtual branch people along with the gold leaves the customer's premises this is how usually it's been structured okay so if you can uh, explain the entire process step by step as in um, the entire process and how much turnaround time it requires from beginning to end so first thing uh, it happens is that there is an uh, the request comes from the customer it can be an online request or it can be a request done through the call center where uh, the uh, customer confirms or put forwards his request for a gold loan and uh, the call center interacts with the customer in understanding what is the value what is the quantum required and mm. appointment is been fixed with the particular customer on his particular address usually okay. it should be his uh, residence address or his workplace which is again his address his workplace address then uh, once the appointment has been fixed uh, he shall be given the details of the representatives coming from the company in terms of their id card names etc from the call center and uh, then the representatives shall be visiting the particular premises mm-hmm. then uh, what happens is that then again they will shall have an interaction with the customer and understand what is mm-hmm. the ornament and the ornament will be put for the appraisal in front of the customer itself it shall be appraised by the expert who would be a part of the team part of the two member or three member team who has gone to the doorstep of the customer and the physical appraisal takes place in then and there then on the basis of the weight being confirmed on the uh, scheme being selected by the customer and within the specified ltv uh, percentage as prescribed by the rbi the maximum loan amount value is being confirmed to the customer once the customer confirms that then the digital onboarding takes place of the customer where his kyc everything is being loaded digitally onto a tab mm-hmm. and uh, then the scheme is being selected onto the tab and then an email and otp confirmation comes to the customer in terms of the approval then on the basis of the email and otp confirmation the confirmation for the scheme as well as the kyc acceptance uh, on the company once mm-hmm. the customer gives that acceptance it's digitally the documentation are been done then mm-hmm. there is just a small printout slip coming in and mm-hmm. on the basis of the printout uh, the money gets uh, rtgs done to their customers particular bank account and once that transaction mm-hmm. is done the gold is been packed and uh, the team leaves the premises of the particular customer so this happens in a very discreet okay. manner and um, this actually takes care of the prevailing small percentage of taboo which is around hmm okay right because and, the, transaction, uh, the transaction is discrete and uh, the customer doesn't have to walk into a gold loan branch okay ha huh? that is true because that that's a taboo that i was talking about that we still have it even in metro cities yeah. but it's great that, that they do it discreetly that so, that is that is a very less percentage now and uh, see the mm-hmm. average ticket size for gold loan is ranging somewhere between 60000 to 90000 so Okay. For that class of common Indian population, the evolution of gold loan has taken place in such a manner that hmm. uh, it has become as an option, option hmm. for uh, fund, fundraising and uh, taking care of their fund requirement. 
right and uh, give us some sense of uh, loan to value how it is decided and uh, any paperwork is required uh, and the role of credit score and other parameters when it comes to interest rates um gold loan is a unique loan where actually the underwriting does not take place on the customer so it's basically not on the basis of civil score ോൺ So it's mm-hmm. like he has got no other second chance. So automatically gold loan is the best option for him to neutralize the situation and to get back into square square position, you know. Okay, since credit score is not being checked, so in case the person fails to uh, pay back or fails to get their lo- uh, gold unpledged, then it won't affect their credit score in the sense. So it would. No, once once what happens is that once the uh, maturity happens and then goes for an auction then it gets marked in its um, in their civil parameters so again okay. it might it civil is not a part of the underwriting but uh-huh. uh, in case of default it gets marked in civil okay hmm correct understood and uh, usually people uh, take it against jewelry or maybe gold coins what Well, as per the RBI norms, we are supposed to lend only against jewelry. We are not supposed to lend against um, pure raw bullion. So, gold okay. coins are not entertained. Only jewelry is entertained. And uh, as you asked your earlier question, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. uh, the LTV, RBI has got specifications that uh, you should not be giving more than seventy-five percentage uh, of okay. the LTV at the time of disbursement. Mm-hmm. and uh, on the rates also they have got a specific parameter which we have to follow they have mm-hmm. uh, put forward their parameters that uh, the gold loan companies and the bank mm-hmm. should follow the in- indian bullion uh, jewelers av- last average 30 days rate mm-hmm. and something that people should know about in terms of uh, gold prices and gold prices are dynamic uh, does it have an impact on ltv later on or something that customers borrowers so there are instances be. when gold prices go up customers have always got a chance of taking a top up and mm-hmm. uh, there is a reverse instance also when the gold prices go down the companies start making margin calls and mm-hmm. in case of failure from the customer to adhere to the margin call automatically the particular ornament moves for an auction correct so if gold prices start start falling and that uh, ltv rbi specified ltv 75% it has to be maintained all the time or does it's it at the time of at the time of lending okay so when people may have to be come forward and return some amount to maintain so LTV. usually the margin calls are been made at a point when the total outstanding of the loan reaches 90% of the current metal value so okay. when i mean total outstanding of the loan it includes principal and interest together okay and uh, gold loan is allowed against jewelry as you mentioned but uh, what about gold mutual funds gold etfs and sovereign gold so bonds? it's uh, it's also allowed as per the rbi against the sovereign bonds and etfs hmm that is allowed that is allowed and ltv there is also 75% yes, or it 75 75 all right and uh, 
people should reach out to nbfcs maybe or banks if you can uh, give us some difference between when, when to reach out to a bank for gold loan and when to reach out to an nbfc see one of the major difference between a bank and nbfc is number one is that for the bank banks it is one among the bouquet of products what they have for a gold loan nbfc this is their specialization so they are turn around and uh, the care and with precision which uh, the uh, or the customer has been handled will be totally different and mm-hmm. in terms of most of the time gold loans are like a last moment resort or, or comes uh, they need to have a monetization at a very grand speed so mm-hmm. nb is is the organize financial organization which can give that grand speed which can satisfy mm-hmm. the requirement of the customer because uh, banks with the other bouquet of products actually consume a bit of time in terms of the operations and disbursements mm-hmm. in and case that's... people have got ample uh, time with them i suggest they can go to the banks even again that the only account what i have felt uh, with the banks is that they do a civil check on the customer and they do ensure that uh, they don't have any overdue with their own bank first okay so that um, relief on the civil front can happen only in case of nbfcs and not in case of banks yes exactly relief on civil and uh, the fastest turnaround time also happens only at the nbfcs hmm understood and lastly any something else that people should know about when they are applying for gold loan any uh, maybe something to keep in mind and some questions that they can ask upfront when they are dealing with it the first things what you need to ask uh, the companies when you go for a gold loan is that number one they give you a rate and uh, you should understand uh, the slab jump mechanisms what they have because uh, some companies just speak about the, the onboarding rate and uh, in terms of uh, default payment or in terms of failure to payment on monthly interest there is slab jump system so this is something which people should ask the company in upfront that they make you understand what are the interest slab jump rates and the customers should uh, ask in advance if there is any pre-closure charges if there is any other hidden charges involved in the particular transaction all these things okay. be uh, taken care of and mm-hmm. one more thing the uh, customer has to be aware of that uh, where his gold is vesting you know like what i always felt is that uh, gold loan is like a unique mm-hmm. business where uh, you need to earn trust from both your lender as well as your borrower mm-hmm. because at the end of the day the uh, the borrower actually pledges a sentimental valued asset with the gold loan company and takes right. 75% of the value so mm-hmm. literally for the uh, borrower it is like he is leaving his cash with the company that's right so he should be he should be aware of the fact that uh, where his gold is vesting and mm-hmm. at which point of time he can take a release or at any point of time is the release possible mostly mm-hmm. i suggest or i personally advise people to go to companies where at any point of time release is possible hmm. okay so any time release may not be possible so if somebody wants to foreclose the loan then can they do it or as you mentioned that any time release may that's be that's what i said certain companies they have got a system of uh, keeping the gold in a central vault so maybe you might be pledging it at a branch x or a branch y Mm-hmm. they have a system of moving the gold to a central vault and mm-hmm. uh, there are certain uh, companies who have come into ta agreements with banks or mm-hmm. agreement with repledge agreements with banks where they shift the gold from their vault to the bank's vault mm-hmm. 
So in this cases, okay. what happens is that once the customer comes mm-hmm. and wants a release, that mm-hmm. release would not be possible in immediate. And why I insist on this immediate release aspect to be looked into is that, as I said, the average ticket size is quite uh, minuscule, which mm-hmm. is between sixty to ninety or something. It's an average common Indian. So if you look at mm-hmm. an average Indian family, there is a festival a year or there is a marriage a year, where all the ornaments are are displayed. And for the function, it has been shown off. So, in in certain cases, what is happening is that maybe today morning they come with the cash, they release the gold, and they use it for the function in the afternoon. And tomorrow morning they come back for a repledge. So, this is how fast the cycle they would like to maintain. They do not have that twenty-four hour or forty-eight hour gestation period where they make the payment and they wait for the gold to be delivered and all these things. So, it is actually this advice is specifically for the common Indian people that they should ensure. Where their gold vests in. Right, it's important to know. Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your views with us. This has been really informative podcast. Thank you thank for you joining Aparajit. us. Thank you very much, Aparajit. I hope you liked the episode. Feel free to ask your queries. I'm available on X. My X handle Apni underscore Sharma. You can also look me up on LinkedIn by my full name Aparajita Sharma. For more such podcasts. Keep visiting stsmartcast.com. Signing off now. Bye bye. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 